Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by WitchSchool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. And good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you're at in the world today. I'm Ed Carell with The Transmission, the latest show of the Pagans Tonight Radio Network. If you're calling in and expecting the Brilliant Family Hour, um, sorry, this is I've taken it over like outer limits style, boom, boom. But no, in all honesty, we're now focusing the Karelian family hour. We're going to do a lot more ritual time with it, and so, but between times, we're going to be doing things like talking about a lot of different ideas. And the big thing is, I've become obsessed. I'm Ed Corral, also known as Ed the Pagan. Um, and so I have become obsessed in my life with magic and obsessed with the idea of psychism. I've been obsessed with the idea of how the world works. And I love science as well. And today, man, I saw one of the reports on entangled time. We'll talk about that a little bit later, if you, especially for the quantum physics fans. But basically, uh, it's a little bit, you know, as, as you know, I'm a daily grinder of it and builder of the daily spell, which is beginning its move towards the Parliament of World Religions, one of the most important organizational meetings, interface, uh, big tent moments that is really very valuable and very important to the pagan community in general. I've attended all of the parliaments of modern times, and I argue that I was at the first one, but reincarnation is not yet quite recognized. Um, So we are now in deep into the idea of it, but I'm deep into the idea of the transmission. As you know, I am the, one of the, the I am the, a designer of the crystal web. I have designed a crystal web based on telepathic radio, del, based on all sorts of different aspects of it. My, the grid that I have worked on, and I share so deeply with so many people, probably has somewhere in the area of maybe a million, million and a half crystals put around all of the points in the world, be attuned towards this idea of a psychic energy. One of the first rules of, my, of the transmission is I believe imagination is real in the sense of that it is an actual functional sense that we've got of what can be and cannot be real, meaning we can see things ahead of time. We can envision things ahead of time. And with entangled time, it may be very interesting just to look at that ideology. What's entangled time? So the transmission for me is all about how we live our world. Some people talk about it being a simulation. Some people talk about the dream of God. Some people just say it's all matter. And now we know we have the mess, matter, energy, spirit, time. Oh, wait, space-time. Or the, or the ancient empire one, air, earth, fire, water, and spirit. Welcome to the Power Ranger world. Um, sorry, you know, showing my age. But basically, in all of this, we talk about the idea of the universe being what we observe, so I'm obsessed with the idea that, that we are transmitting now more than we've ever transmitted before. And so if you know anything about my career, so since I started as a pagan priest, 1990, and I was practicing magic since I was a child, you know, for all practical purposes, and tarot reading at 14. And so I've been this idea of involved with it. But I've also loved science. Don't get me wrong. I'm a deep evolutionist. I'm a Gaius. 
because I love science, I'm a guy. So if you want to ask me, what do you mean, what do, you, what do I mean by that? I believe the Earth is one living organism, that it has a macro intelligence in which I am a part of. And sometimes I understand myself and sometimes I don't. Um, I do not believe that we all have individual free will, broadest sense. But in some senses, absolutely we do. We get to make a bunch of free choices. We're free agents within controlled systems. And the controlled system is I can't keep going if I don't have oxygen. I can't keep going if I don't have water. I can only keep going for so long without food. And in my case, I can only go so long without medicine. Um, right now, I'm extending that time all the time. I'm looking to be this point in my life where I'll never take medicine again. And I hope science gives me that. And I also believe in science, and I believe in all of these ideologies. But I also believe deeply in this idea of the transmission. And the transmission is a central concept that basically we are constantly receiving information and processing it. And as a Gaius, I believe that each one of us is capable of processing a great deal of information and that somehow we're integrating this into a larger intelligence, a larger place of records. And paganism and magic more particularly and from ancient times actually have names for these things. The Akashic Records where we keep the records of all the living and the dead. Everything that happens is the Akashic Records. The thing about the Akashic Records, we see that it's forming in two ways. There's this idea of more modern one from the industrial book age that everybody's life gets written into a book and you go down the thing and you read this book. That you have this textual experience, this sort of ideology of it. And then you might be able to fall into the book and see the person's life like a videotape. Um, the other vision of the Akashic Records is that you can live that life, basically, that you can slip into that life that you can experience it on a very visceral, on a very personal way. So think about that. So that we can slip into these sort of realities, this sort of ideology, this sort of philosophy, so that wherever your attention goes, the magic flows. Well, where your attention goes is where the reality and observation of where you're at is. Okay? And we know that now in quantum physics that particles that touch each other have an effect on each other even when they become distance. This is quantum weirdness as they call it, strangeness, literally, that's what they call it, is that they develop this idea of how a world should work differently. Now, they know photons can synchronize when they've been entangled, but now they've found photons that have not synchronized yet, but they think that they will synchronize. And when they hit the, uh, this in this case, and they're talking about that, once it, they got synchronized, they became entangled, they became... There you go. The, the original source of the photon, which was nine billion light years away in the case of this experiment, got synchronized as well. Remember, all time is relative and local, so this ability was like amazing. So that they were starting to see the first ideology, not only as matter entangled. So if you ever kiss a person, if you ever made love to a person, if you ever hug a person, if you are in a room that has that you breathe with a person. There's an entanglement there at some levels. How far that entanglement goes will be, I will leave to others to deal with. But I offer this because the idea of it, that you, there is a, an entanglement. And then where you have entanglements, you have 
all sorts of energy pulses, all sorts of energy exchanges, and all sorts of changes in quarks, leptons, and who knows where far, uh, how far it goes. CERN has found the Hoosbigen, uh, the God particle, so that we may be able to entangle ourselves with a God particle. It's possible. We don't know exactly what they are, but could possibly do that. We have this sort of metaphysical, magical, spiritual, imaginatory system that basically allows us to envision ourselves as these energy beings. And now we know in quantum physics that these entanglements are true. And you go, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now let's talk about biochemical. So in the sense of the transmission, that we are in the middle of transmitting our biochemistry. We now know that we, when we kiss, we interchange DNA, and now we're discovering that the body, when we're in intimate moments, exchanges biological information that actually gets integrated and changes the way the body works. This is absolutely serious. We know about diseases and all that, but there's also a positivity about that, too. There is a, there seems to be exchange of certain types of chemicals between certain types of people. Um, and they don't, it's not even true to figure out what it is, but it is this idea that there is a person who might chemically match you, not just by chemically match you so that their chemicals are your chemicals, but also biologically, that, that you and them exchange that. Now, the ultimate exchange is, of course, a child. But there might be other exchanges of, of DNA that might be of a lesser quality. There might be a lesser ability. So that is a possibility, that there's an interaction. So then you go on to something else. So let's go into the last part of the human part. There is a transmission. If you actually took away all of the microbes, there would be very little human left. What we are and what we are from outside entities that live as part of our collective whole, our biosha, our inner stomach, our inner being – is filled with, and there's going to be someday where we're going to talk about, you talk about gut feeling? Well, there is an absolute reason why you have gut feelings, because you have so much life down there that actually reacts and uh, forms a lot of what we do. And it's outside life in the sense of that it's not our own personal selves, but it is a life within us that is a part of our overall symbiosis. There may come a day that we find out the brain may be where we process our logic but we may find out someday that we, how we eat and how we feel and how we do it, our chemical, emotional factors lies within our gut. We talk about the gut feeling. So it becomes obsessed with all of these different transmissions in the body. Think about it. The body is transmitting it to itself. The nerve cells in your body transmit constantly across it. And, and, and they do become entangled with themselves. They become entangled with the world around them. And you... The way you see something, the way you hear something, where it tastes in. This very podcast that you're listening to, The Transmission, is caught in this sort of wild-ass place of where everything is simply your idea of the projection of reality. As you're listening to me, I don't know how I sound to you. I only know what I sound like to myself. I think I'm making a lot of sense. I think I... I'm talking about some some really interesting ideas, some really wild concepts, but that have a profound importance to me. Because, you know, is it possible entangled time means that my body, which was made up of this thing, could I 
entangle myself? Am I entangled maybe not just on a physical level, but on a mental level, maybe even on an emotional level? We know all these things have had impacts from past time to future time. But could we actually be affecting from our future time to our past? We know. We talk about it. We talk about the different types of lives. But that's kind of like, wow, maybe it's more real than it is. And as we're into the period of the dark moon, I am at my most peak magic this month. I love I love the dark moon. Everybody knows about the black moon. This is a super black moon following the lunar eclipse, super moon, blue moon Monday, where we put a lot of energy into the crystals. That's a big thing. I grew up believing in telepathy. I've had telepathic moments. I know that it exists, but I, what I think it is and where it is, you know, it's <laughs> I'm a caveman. Looking out of my cave, I'm a, I'm a planetary caveman. I'm the last of the generation of the planetary caveman. You know, the next generation either gets off the planet, changes man forever, or we die here. I don't think we have get, get another chance to make the leap up. I think if we don't do it this time, I don't think we'll get another chance in a thousand, two thousand years. I just don't. They were using up too many types of resources that might be rarefied. It may take a lot longer. If we don't get up this time, it could take an entire cycle. And, you know, and that's basically what the alien theory is. And we may have already had a space age cycle. And because we failed to make it stick and stick hard, um, it could be that we just didn't, you know, it didn't stick hard for us. Um, you know, then, you know, what the heck? Because it didn't stick hard with us, we kind of lost it. You know, the Egyptians, the idea of these ancient that. And then as they left here, you know, space is a big place. So I'm starting to realize that. And they had a Fermi filter, which means, actually, as far as we can tell, so I don't care what you think about aliens. I don't care if you believe them or not believe them. I don't care if you think of them. But the collective subjective society that we live in, the collective subjective society that we have all existed in, has yet to come out to where the majority of people believe in any way that the aliens exist among us. Okay? Just not. I don't, you know, I fully didn't expect um, that it is. And um, just not there. It doesn't mean that they didn't exist or it doesn't mean they don't exist. But it is the idea that right now our collective reality wishes that they exist. There are individuals who believe they may exist. There's some people who claim there is evidence and they're convinced from the evidence that it exists. But our collective whole we do not have anywhere we can say, oh, yeah, it's not a fact of our society. Much of what we believe is about what we say with collective facts. So, so understand that. And we're always entangled with each other. But I'm going to get more into this than everything else. But I'm going to listen to Bad River Mining Company by Uncle Chronic. Hey, if you want to check out, you should check out the eyes. They were on, I think, Laura's. Laura's show, uh, Lunatic Mondays, which is a great show here up on The Daily Spell. And, you know, we're going to the Parliament of World Religion. Every day these hosts put in a really great deal of work into putting these shows together. So we really should give them a hand. And I really want we, – and we're going to be talking more about because the trans – Pegasus Night Radio is all about the transmission. So here we go. Of course. There we go. Condition's bad, now I'm feeling 
Pick me right up, show no. Just put my chucks on, step out the door, head on down. Ain't no other place to go for my medicinal toke. Come on down, see Uncle Chronic. Whatever you need, he's got your tonic. It's better than hydroponic, medical grade and supersonic. Aches and pains and feeling cold. Eyes gone bad and getting old. It's not your daddy's Acapulco gold. Lamb's bread and Juliet. Godzuki and train wreck. Rare stuff coming in by truck. Alaskan thunderfuck. White widow and blue moonshine. Resident badass and oh my. AK-48. It's gonna make those symptoms go away. Come on down, see Uncle Chronic. Whatever you need, he's got your tonic. It's better than hydroponic, medical grade and supersonic. Aches and pains and feeling cold. Eyes gone bad and getting old. It's not your daddy's Acapulco gold. Real matter implications as well as real energy implications. 
Um, my friend John Anastasia, who's a Reiki master, kind of showed me how another way the energy worked. You know, and he's doing a radio show these days. You know, you'll be hearing more about him too. I hope he. Uh, I'm supposed to be on his show so um, soon. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to be talking about, but Reiki energy is another example of the sort of entanglement that we have in each other. So we discovered a long time ago that humanity, especially around 150 people, a little bit more, a little bit less, and there's there's two mechanisms of people, seven to eight people and uh, 12 people, 15 people, and then there's 150 people. And the 150 people is yeah, it's a, um, the 150 people is just an amazing ability to develop the ideology. That basically what you're dealing with is 150 is like your tribe. It's like going outside to your neighborhood. You go talking to your aunt, to your uncle, to everybody that's around in your neighborhood. Yay! And you walk around basically that sort of thing. Um, you're growing up. Your aunts, uncles, you know, your neighbors, your your neighbor kids, possibly your marriage mates. And you got used to about 150 people and that our brains are kind of adapted somewhere a little bit more, a little bit less to feel comfortable with this many people as our central focus. Your workplace really represents this somehow. And anything beyond that becomes more ambiguous. Now, because we don't really have that many entanglements in this way, these are the kind of central entanglements. You can pull rock stars into this. This is a very important part of becoming which in famous, which is uh, another really kind of strong idea. That's an idea is that basically these are the people that you're entangled with. Then I said 12 to 15, and that is your outer extended family or, and friends. These are the people you count on on a daily basis to kind of live your life. It could be a boss, believe it or not. It could be local friends. It could be neighbors. It could be these people that are directly responsible in some way that you need to really be involved with that basically help you with your resources, basically help you live your life, basically have what it is. So these are your resource people. Most people have a 12 to 15 resource people that they deal with, um, more or less, that they need to deal with on a regular basis that gives them their resources. And what do I mean by that? Well, a job, a boss that signs a check to give you a job, that's your number one resource. So a landlord is the person who owns, controls your house, or the bank which has a mortgage. Or, hey, if you're lucky, you don't have that entanglement. You own your house free and clear. Congratulations. Um, I, I certainly hope that for everybody, but the reality of the world is not quite always work that way, does it? So um, getting on to that transmissional le- level, that basically you can absolutely um, you know, believe – in the idea that basically our reality, part of our reality is developed on the idea of these sort of ideas. And now the last group of people is your seven people. You know, and that is like you're, you're, the people that you kind of live or die for. Hmm? Um, so this is kind of, you know, your, your kids and everything else. I want to see something. So can I push that button? Why won't you let me push that button? Are you actually there, or are you actually still working? I, I am. I am here. Uh, I have about seven minutes, actually. Oh, good. So, okay, good. I saw. saw I saw the message through the messenger. There's another way we transmit, and then I saw this. This is Elizabeth Hamilton, uh, which is famous. 
agency, Hi guys. president, um, long-term radio host, and everything else. Um, so, so okay, what do you have to say? So, really quick. So, one of the things I want to ask you: What are you tell people what you're doing right now? I mean, in the sense of uh, the Witch and Famous. Okay, so Witch and Famous is a an um, PR agency for pagans and um, psychics and new age sort of people because um, we don't currently have that or we didn't until I decided to start uh, Witch and Famous Agency. And uh, that's that's it in a nutshell. Um, what else would you li- what else would you like to know? Um, well, we're we talking about the crystal. Yeah. So, yeah, so we website. have a website, and we have the uh, um, website is witchfamous. Dot. Oh God, is it dot net or dot com? Net. Oh God, this net. is very bad. Dot net. Net. Dot net. Yes, there you go. Um, and we have Facebook page. Yeah, Facebook page witch and famous witch and famous agency. And and one of the things you're trying to show people is that you can build like you just recently so. In the first month, you basically built your first the Wafa page with very little work, all organic, to over fifteen hundred people. Um, I guess in under thirty days, you, you said the page on January fourth. Yes, that and, is correct. And in about in about three weeks, we basically mm-hmm. got enough momentum to reach about fifteen hundred people. Um, and it was just the numbers were just going up and up and up and up every day. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is really exciting. Um, and at the end, like, you know, when we were getting just getting to 1,500, it was like a, an avalanche of, of likes, like, mm-hmm. like, 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 and it was that was that was really exciting. It, it, it proves that, you know, it, it's the um, I guess it's kind of sort of ties in for me, at least to the hundredth monkey theory. You know, like mm-hmm. once you hit like 100, then it kind of just has gained enough momentum to kind of snowball downhill, and then when it gets to the a certain point, it kind of tapers off a little until you can push it enough to get to that next hill, downward slope. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's really interesting to see. And thank you to everyone who's given my page a like so far. I'm really happy, and I'm really glad for your support. And I'm pretty soon you'll be moving on to Twitter and some of the other social media. I just found out Correct. today, Snapchat. Oh my God, Snapchat! <laughs> right? Yeah, like I know. The, the Fifteen to twenty-seven-year-olds or fourteen to twenty-seven-year-olds are like all over it. It's insane. Uh, my my little brother uses Snapchat like every minute of every day, and it, it it's kind of. <laughs> It's so weird. I don't understand it. Somebody will have to teach me. If there are any volunteers out there who want to teach me oh, your how to use Snapchat. Well, yeah, my little brother could, but he's never around. <laughs> he's always off doing one thing or another. But that's one of the things you're going to do is see a witch and famous, but witch and famous agency, you're going to basically use Snapchat and Instagram and all of these, right? This is part of what you're doing, right? Absolutely. We are going to take the social media verse universe by storm mm-hmm. and you're going to find us everywhere. There will not be one corner that we know about that we're not going to be on. Absolutely. So, so if people want to contact you, you can go to the witch and famous.net. 
or check him around on the Facebook page. So, okay, so one last thing, because I know you have to get back. Um, okay. I know your time. I know your time is precious. Um, Thank you. Crystal Web, you just you realigned part of the Crystal Web recently, right? You know, why don't you talk about a little bit, just really quick about the real and back in October, Halloween, Dark Moon, all during that beautiful Halloween. Um, you were out there in New Mexico, and you got a chance to do one of the crystal, old crystal arrays. You added to that. But can you talk about your experiences with the crystal web? I mean, do you feel like it's transmitting to you? Do I feel like it's transmitting? No, Ed. I know it's transmitting because I can tap into it with techniques well, that others use and can re- repeat systematically, basically. And I have been using the crystal web on I would say at least a semi-regular basis for almost 15 years now. And it's a beautiful, magnificent thing. I have never seen anything like it before and I, and since, you know, to the current day. So. And I've been talking about time entanglements. Um, mm-hmm. So they basically finished a series of experiments that have seen that not just two photons entangle, neutrons entangle. Right, mm-hmm. it's not funny how time ent- time entangles. So yes, nine billion year bridge. If they think if they got it right, that wow. has huge implications. Oh yeah, absolutely. So basically, one of the ideas in quantum physics, as we know, we talk about entanglement, is the tang- the matter that touches onto matter cannot the photons can synchronize themselves and have the same polarity. That's the issue. Now that they've seen light from a long distance changes polarity after after it gets enta- when it gets entangled from there, had to start out at a certain mechanism. Literally, for it to match the polarity of what the con changed at its source, which started nine billion years ago in the universe. Mind blowing stuff. That that is uh, incredible. <laughs> and right, and so part of the crystal web, I think, is like our visualization, the sort of imaginary, the energy forces. Now, do you? You, do you experience Reiki? Do you, you, you talk about very different oh, yes. terms about energy. So are you a Reiki oh, person? Yes. I am a Reiki practitioner. I am a first-degree uh, Usui Reiki practitioner. Sometimes I feel like pagans do talk a little bit like D&D. Because um, you're also a third-degree high priestess and... Yes, I am a third degree high priestess within the Karelian tradition of Wicca. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, we, we. Why is it? Why, why do you say that? Well, I, Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, I came out. So, Dungeons and Dragons used to be a very important part of the game. Of, of people used to say, you know, Dungeons and Dragons is going to bring you know, people into paganism and introduces them to the gods and blah, 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 blah. And there's a certain amount of truth to that, I think. It doesn't get I you to Uh-huh. But I, do, <laughs> I don't think it – but I never thought of it in the way that they, they wanted to kind of put it out there. No. And that is the, uh, the idea that, you know, that basically it forced it. It just exposed you to it. Right. And right. So that's and, really what I think. you know, I don't, I don't think – I think it's silly – to think that some tabletop game or any game is going to force you or coerce you or whatever into changing your whole belief system or even a little bit of your belief system. 
it, it might the it, it might like just it's kind of like opening a new book in the library and finding that an idea kind of makes you go, oh, that's interesting. And then you might research it at home, and then you might develop your own little thing based on whatever you saw that was interesting or intriguing to you. That's about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let me so let me ask. Earlier in the show, I mentioned about the entanglement that we get biologically and chemically entangled with people that we have relationships with, the people that we hug, the people that we shake hands with, the people we kiss, the people we make love to. Uh, all sort of these things entanglement. Do you think these entanglements? Really, do you do you feel that changes people with this rate? Yeah, because you talk about Reiki, which is the energy. Do you really think that people become entangled with each other? Yes, absolutely. Yes, and it's called love. Okay, it's called love, affection, attraction. You know, love, love, love takes on so many different forms. It's not only it's not only um, romantic love, but also like you know, love for your for your um, children or love for your brothers and sisters or love for your friends or whatever else kind of, you know, um, love for the people you admire or, you know, any, any varieties thereof. Um, we need more words for love in English. There aren't enough. <laughs> well, maybe There maybe aren't enough to differentiate. Maybe. Maybe you should put out a, a meme like that, you know, different types of love. There you go. Absolutely. Um, that, that's a, that's absolutely. a good idea, actually. See, I'm full of them. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, people don't understand I'm full of good ideas. I'm even full of yes. great ideas. I'm even actually time-bending ideas, but people don't realize that. The problem is that people <laughs> don't execute on my ideas, and so they're just ideas. I mean, well, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't. But a lot of well, but we are executing. But we are executing on one of them. So uh, I'm not sure where, but it is. the Daily Spell Network is going back to the Parliament of World Religions. We were there in 1999 at the Cape Town, South Africa, and we've been there ever since. Actually, I was there in 1993 with our voice, and so we, the Corellians and, and our group, have been what would become the Daily Spell came out of Parliament. And so we are still going back there. And you can donate money today to help send us back to that. And, Liz, you went to the last parliament, right? Yes, in 2015. It was fantastic. And if I have anything to say about it, which I do, I am going to be at everyone until until my dying day, pretty much, until my exit from this lifetime. And – and you're going to Toronto, and so I am. Yes. In Toronto. Halloween night in Toronto. That's gonna to be kind of interesting because we normally spend time with our cousins, but a Halloween night in Toronto this year. It'll be interesting. It's gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be like yep. you know, witches and pagans descend on Toronto. Oh yeah. And so, so I'm gonna reveal right now to the world. I'm hoping that we basically take charged crystals by the thousands to Toronto. Oh, yeah. And then oh, yeah. Starhawk, one of the greatest generators of energy, who's been doing this spiral dance for decades now. I think this is going to be like the 30th decade. She did it at the original last parliament's 25th anniversary because I carried a crystal with me when we did this sort of ritual. But I right. want to have thousands of them because I want to turn that into – you can imagine that sort of everybody was carrying a crystal or a lot of people were carrying a crystal into that ritual. 
and it spiraled in I can... where the leaders of religion would come there to generate the idea of peace and magic. Can you imagine that entanglement into the world? That would just be phenomenal. I think people, I, I don't, I, I can imagine it because I have like this really so, uh, good ability to like go above and see like the macro, but a lot of people don't have that. I so think what, it's going to take some people by surprise a bit. Well, this is where the transmission comes really in because I've been thinking about this. There's going to be people in that crowd that are going to be transmitting Facebook live. Including yeah, our own people. Absolutely. And yep. probably yourself, right? As you're doing this ritual. Absolutely. <clears throat> and then we'll have people on the outside of it. So we'll actually have it in every direction. And Donna actually has 3D cameras that he, you know, has now. But can you imagine oh, okay. what that must going to look like? Can you imagine what that's going to look like? So not only the entanglement of the spiral dance there, you're actually going to have people Facebooking live or YouTube live or whatever the hot live broadcast this because between now and then there's still a huge amount of time from the technological oh. point of view and we're they're carrying around cameras and, and you can just depending on which of the facebook lives you can go on the daily spell we'll send you all these different feeds can you imagine the visceral feel of that that you know, just is the idea of how many people <laughs> so yeah so you can actually people can be like a rider on you they can be like on your shoulders like you're carrying them and they'll be in the ritual yes. with you. They'll hear the music as you're hearing it. Can you imagine how telepathic that is? I mean, the ability now to transmit that, your actual personal telepathic. You know, and you'll be able to transmit your personal experience as it is happening during the spiral dance, carrying crystals, which we, we have involved with this. And that as the daily spell, we'll be able to aggregate this so you can take the experience that you want out of it to one of the many people who will be involved with it. That's what I mean by the transmission. Isn't that, that's why they should send us back to, the, to that, because that's just one thing we can do. We can do that. What do you think? Too big? Too broad? Oh, no. Never. And with that, I do, unfortunately, have to let you go. All right. Uh, well, we will for talk the moment. With Liz Hamilton. Yes, we will talk again oh, with definitely. Liz. And, uh, Make it a great evening. Thank you. So, and we're going to go take a break and we're going to listen to The Amazing Earth Goddess by BBC. Amazing Earth Goddess by BBC. Yeah. 
BBC Amazing Earth Goddess. How did that? And you remember, you're listening to the transmission with Ed Carell. We're going to talk about the ideology and the philosophy of our multifaceted universe. And we're going to be followed by Deep Waters with Stephanie uh, Neal. You know, somebody we talked about Parliament. We went to her last Parliament, and she basically had an amazing experience. But we're going to let her share her own experiences. But, you know, send up back the Daily Spell. Send Pagan Tonight Radio. Put us in the middle of the ground so that we can talk to you about our radio show. This is a part of our, the idea of this obsession with the transmission is that we're going to be doing, in September 4th through the 10th, uh, Pegasus Night Radio is going to be doing the Global Wiccan Summit. And we're going to discuss the idea of Wicca as a major world religion. And we're going to do it through the radio. So we're going to have three-hour nightly radio shows, plus maybe a lot of additional podcasts, video on Magic TV, following around the Daily Spell. We're going to be at Pagan Pride events, and where we're going to be broadcasting also from those locations as well. We have a lot planned, but it's going to be basically – but the every night, every place that you can be able to do between September 4th and September 10th, every night we're going to be discussing the Pagan Summit, uh, not the, uh, the, the Global Wiccan Summit, which is an online summit that's taking place. It'll take place, well, everywhere. And, the, and you know, that is one of the wonders of the electronic world, that we really get a chance to really do this and do this well. And uh, I'm always fascinated by it. I am absolutely fascinated by it. So talk to Stephanie, but we're going to send the Daily Spell back to it. You can do so by getting a membership to the new Daily Spell, the way we're doing 20 years of the Daily Spell this year. We're going to be basically celebrating. The Parliament's going to be like right on the eve of our 20th anniversary. So how are we going to celebrate our 20th anniversary? Sending us all back to the Parliament with Magic TV, which we've been doing broadcasts from it. And you people ask me why is this important because you need to find this one of these elements to do. And of course, we do the Global Wicked Summit. We're going to do the Pagan Pride event, and we're of course Pagan Night Radio is on every night of the week to bring you the very best in pagan voices. Um, man, I just go on and on raving about this, but this is what I become obsessed with: this idea of transmission, this idea that we're talking to each other. On a different level, and now I'm, you know, I'm looking at the idea of dreams too. Are we transmitting and talking to each other on dreams? This has been a big, huge belief of ours. This is a deeply witching, wicking, pagany kind of thing. That wibbly wobbly time for the Doctor Who fans. Yes, I understand. And yes, transgenderism. <clears throat> transgender. The, the, there's no reason why the Gallifreyans have to be single sex. I'm surprised they don't have multiple sex. I mean, we might find out the Gallifreyans are basically, the doctor's image of them is basically the three-dimensional, even four-dimensional version of what could be a five, six, seven, eighth, or ninth-dimensional being. I think gender, I think maybe just, I mean, kind of a gender is just kind of an expression. I mean, I don't know. I think there's an ideology of it. Uh, so if you ever want me to go through it, we can... Uh, I will probably dedicate the next show if you really want to the, the, the re- levels of reality. You know, what is a one-dimensional reality? What, what is a what is a dot? What is a string? Um, for a two-dimensional reality, what's a cube? What's a hypercube? Um, all the way up to an oculum. Um, different levels of reality and how they actually interwork with us. 
So this is the ideology, the philosophy of the transmission, because we're absolutely listening to the universe. We're finding out the universe makes noise. Have you heard what some of the music and noise that NASA has heard out there? It's eerie, beautiful, creepy, awestrucking, and you, you, everything makes noise. There's like you heard, we've heard for a long time the music of the spheres. We very much realize that we we exist in a world of vibration. Vibration, frequency, and energy. Um, was something that Tesla says, if you have to understand these three things, uh, the frequency, uh, frequency, vibration, and energy. If you can understand these, these are the thing, three things you can really get a part of. But you can understand this is what composes the universe. Along with waves and the interlocking of observation. So if all of this is true, then the idea of a magical universe is the idea of a universe that we observe and through our observation alter and change the way that we, we interact with it. And that if we have a strong enough will, a strong enough space, a strong enough place in the universe, we can absolutely transmit ourselves into a, whatever life we choose to have. That in fact, every bit of our lives to a certain degree, are, are based on part the biological and chemical forms we've taken, and that is dependent on a whole lot of factors. Some of them are within our control, and some of them are without. But most of them are within our control. Hopefully, our minds are in our control, that our energy is in our control, our will is in our control. So these things we hope are in our control. And you know, some you know, you know, you get tired if you work really hard. Sorry, but you do. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, you can, you know, that you can try. You know, you can try to stay up for 17 days straight, but you're gonna eat your brain out. Literally, your brain's gonna get devoured. Uh, that's what they find out if you don't get enough sleep. So there is this biological demand for things you must do because it is required. You must drink water. You must eat some quantity of energy. How you get your calories is a matter of debate, but you have to get a certain amount of calories to run the body. A uh, certain amount of water, like I said, a certain amount of air. You have to breathe, and it's consistent. You can't like breathe a lot of air for an hour and then like not need it for three hours. No, you have to consistent unbroken supply of, of air and it can't be broken for more than three or four minutes or you suffer terrible repercussions and within a couple more minutes you're dead so yeah that's the reality of it no one gets out of life alive so we have these sort of these limitations but beyond those limitations we really are unlimited beings possibly capable of, of accelerating ourselves into a whole series of new realities as we begin to understand and transmit our, our thoughts, our patterns, our beliefs, our realities, and as we project them, we can create them. So, so the final place of where the transmission to me is getting is what are we going to look like when cyberspace comes? I mean, really comes in. Virtual reality is here, folks. It's a little bulky. It's a little difficult. Augmented reality is here. It's still bulky and there, but it's here. And how we're going to do it in our reality is in part under our control to create it, we will. What happens today that we can actually build whatever reality we want that feels really real? 
almost indiscernibly real, or even actually better than real. Can you imagine? Just like you have Technicolor movies, and they're all choreographed in musicals. Could you live a reality that might be set that way? I'm not kidding. I mean, literally. Are you ready 10 years from now where people are sitting in pods 20 hours a day um, dealing with their Internet world, their reality per se? Yeah, I'm serious. Those boxes, the you know, are we – you know, this idea of some alien force coming in and building the matrix for us, no, it's not going to happen that way. We're going to build our own matrixes, and we're going to build them within, for ourselves, within ourselves. And we might already be in one, but this is a whole series of ideas of the simulated reality. And again, part of the transmission. So what we're really talking about is the transmission is absolutely this energy movement that we have coming through our society that's gaining ever faster tempo. We have so much electricity passing around into the computers of the world, into our minds, into our ability to communicate, our ability to project. Like I said, we're all, there's a lot of us could be in spiral dance. And I'm hoping that during the spiral dance we can hand out crystals that people just will, are going to carry or wear and that they'll energize those crystals and that those crystals will feed our crystal web in such a big way. And we're going to do other types of rituals and dances. This year we're going to really focus on the year of the dance for the crystals, dancing crystals. But I will talk more about crystals if you want me to. I'm Ed Corral, and you can find me. You can just basically talk us to us on Pegasus Night Radio Network. We also have a Facebook page. It's not very well used, but we want to change that. Um, we're going to change a lot more of that. We wanted you to be involved with us. So tell us how we can help you listen more. That's right. You need to tell us how you want us to get you to listen more. What is it that we need to do to make to make it, our show even better? improve the quality of your life because you've listened to us and how we can make this show even better. I need that transmission because, you know, just like any electricity, you can put out the positive, but you need a return of the negative. If you need, if you send out the negative, you need a return of the positive. We need to be kind of like in sync for us to really light up you, to, to make that electricity, make you feel like you tingle, feel like you've received a Reiki ritual at a distance. And we can do that. That you can feel like that, yeah, absolutely, I want to be a part of this, and I know that this energy is good, and I am part of this, then you need to basically let us know how you want to deal with us. You just need to tell us what you think. Um, seven days a week, we're out here, but you can come back and tell me what you think at Pegasus uh, Night Radio Network at gmail.com. Or, you know, go onto our Facebook page and let us know. Or, or you can check out my, my, my pages, you know, out there. There's a daily spell, the witch school. Wow, God, there's so many stuff out there for you. So we want to figure out how we can help you and we can help others. So really, come on and help. Um, if you got any ideas, we're open to them because, well, we're, we're kind of idea people. We love big ideas. We love the big idea. If you haven't heard it before, we love the big idea. We're not just, you know, for the last, you know, last 30 years, I didn't just stand around waiting for things to happen. I had made them happen. We make them happen. The best way to make the future, to predict the future, is to make it happen. And so, and and when we talk about entangled time, just the idea and the tension in, in the universe that the universe is a sentient force that basically wants to make you happy, mostly make you happy, but you have to get it to convince you that that's the most important thing it should be doing. Um, I think it's absolutely kind of one of those mind blowing little ideas. Um. So today is 
candle mass, and we didn't even talk about that. So, yeah, absolutely. So today's, uh, well, yesterday was. Right? And uh, so, yeah, we're going to be back with one more message, but we're going to listen to, um, oh, wait, we're going to yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna finish up the show here, and then we're gonna go on because Deep Water is gonna be on. I'm not um, that sort of thing. And moving between us, we're gonna play a song. It's gonna actually a really cool song. But we're gonna keep on here for a few more seconds here. Um, actually, so let me bring in some of my thoughts here. I really do want to bring this idea. So we're gonna be talking about the transmission, and of course, the transmission is gonna be augmented by rituals by the Crowley Family Hour and the Online Coven. Uh, the online ritual circle, I guess we call it a temple. And they actually do ritual at a distance for the holidays. And that is really kind of cool and really kind of affects the energy of the universe. Can you imagine this is just an incredibly opportunity time? Never before have we been able to transmit our teachings so easily, so much without friction. That's the whole thing. We're talking about attention and uh, lack of friction. And by being able to develop that lack of friction, by being able to um, deal with that energy, by being able to deal with so directly, by creating ways to take down barriers between people, barriers between individuals, barriers between all of this, and in fact find ways that they can connect, entangle themselves, we find ways that we can build our society. And the pagan world, the magical world, the psychic world that we've been living in has very much been involved with these principles of community development. And deeper for us, for me as an individual, the Corellians have actually been trying to work on this. And so have the Fellowship of Isis. Um, I think they're doing some monthly. Earth Spirit has done a really good job. Um, Andres is basically, if you don't know who he is, find out. Vice Chairman of the Parliament of World Religions. I'll give you his full title. Amazing man, has done some amazing stuff, and he's also now, I guess, going to be the president of the Ethnic Pagan Congress of Europe, as well as the vice chairman of the parliament. So he's really representing ourselves, us really, really, really hard and really, really well. So you have that sort of energy. So, you know, that sort of thing. So, yes, we're returning back to the problem of world religions. Uh, this has been our month. We're trying to do a drive to get us a booth so we can do all our broadcasts out of the booth for Pegasus Tonight Radio. Can you imagine that? Just sitting there and doing hour after hour interview with these leading world leaders as well as the active participants, plus all of you regular fans. Lena Fox is going to be there, so she's going to sit down and do it. We're going to have, uh, you know, the, the, you know, Don Lewis is going to be there. Um, oh, so many people. Phyllis Ferrara is probably going to be there. We don't know. She hasn't confirmed, but she'll probably be there. Um, a lot of our hosts are going to possibly be there. We don't know everybody who's going to be there yet, but I do know that we're going to be there covering it. And that is going to be like really one of the most important and fantastic things um, about this. So if you haven't done anything else, let me go ahead and make up. You should go to the co-store.co, I believe that's the name of it. C-O-R-R store. .co, C-O-R-R, store.co. And the reason you should go there is so they have the patches and the, and the robes that you need to do your rituals so that when you're at home, you can actually, you know, practice with us and be in ritual and that you can share the moments. There's nothing else. Get your, you know, get your stole and become, you know, because start adding yourself to our community. What do we need to have you add ourselves to our community? That's the real question. That's what I've become really obsessed with. So there we go. Um 
we are, you know, really deep into this. We're starting the transmission. I'll be back next week. And we're going to talk more about the transmission and more about how it affects you and how we can help and possibly how to think as a multidimensional being. So with that, Deepwell, the deep, uh, deep Waters is coming right on, but we're going to be leaving with Celia, along with Selena Fox, playing Brigid of the Sacred Waters in honor of Brigid. Huh. I didn't want to play. Oh, come on. Huh. There we go. Yeah. 
Million Deep Waters. I'm your host, Reverend Stephanie Neal, and I'm so glad that you've decided to spend some time with me. Now, I'm going to be calling this teaching uh, Lesson 2, because we are covering the subject of uh, mediumship, and I did want it to be somewhat divided into nice segments. I know that's next to impossible sometimes with with, uh, many subjects related to metaphysics and paganism and witchcraft. But this particular subject uh, seems to fit in, in, in that you can possibly do it that way. And so I thought we'd start off with um, what I wanted to call it uh, considerations, that when you're considering to become a, a medium, uh, and, uh, and I would suggest that you do your own studying and that you see the long history of mediumship and uh, knowing that there's times in history that there are times that maybe certain people weren't as fully honest as they should be uh, and other times uh, that people that do very good work relating to this subject uh, then can uh, shine and show how this really is a, a real place and a real work and and I think even though there might have been charlatans in the past and probably even now, that uh, there'll come a day that there'll be so many of us working in mediumship and that there'll be so many teaching this subject that we will all visit the afterlife uh, or sometimes called summer land or sometimes called eternity, that we will all see firsthand for ourselves. And this is what this particular teaching is leading everyone to do, that you can experience uh, spirits and entities and the other place um, firsthand. So there's no denying it. And that if someone says, well, I just don't believe you, it doesn't matter if they believe you. You know what you know. And so you have to ask yourself why you are interested in the subject of mediumship. And, of course, there's nothing wrong with all Bill because I just um, get enjoyment out of it. It's just for entertainment. Well, all right. And But there are many uh, better reasons, not that that's not a good reason, um, but there are many good reasons to work with spirits. And this is, as as always, is a what's a personal adventure. It's a personal journey. Only you can take, only you can interpret. And a few of my reasons for working with mediumship, um, uh, well, realizing there is a fountain of knowledge in every life that's been lived. And I want to remember everything already learned, then uh, build upon that information. Uh, Basically a and, and explore collecting good information about uh, this physical realm and the other realm or the other realms. And a second reason is to help others feel comfort when they are going to cross over helping the newly dead to find their way and then help them remember what projects they are working on when they return here on this side of the veil, if they wish, 
and to help them and decide what type of reincarnation they desire. And then, of course, help them remember the work they left behind. And also learning from all the places and temples found there. And yes, this will take many lifetimes to accomplish. It has taken many lifetimes to learn by all of us that are interested in this subject. So creating many lifetimes in the past as we create many lifetimes here in the now and creating many lifetimes in the future, which all accumulate and are part of this one time. So getting started, when you are ready to start working with spirits, it is it's like placing a, neo sign, a neon sign in your window saying, all spirits are welcome, come on in. So this is why a slow and steady approach to the subject and setting, setting up wards where you are going to do your work are both good measures. When beginning, first set up your parameters on, on how and when and how often you will work with, with spirits, developing a partnership with your a spirit Um, your gatekeeper spirit guide, as well as further developing your psychic muscles through chakra work and or meditation and or divination tools. Yet, uh, well, the divination tools until there is no need for any tools. So this is once again just one way of many ways of approaching working with spirits and where you're having spirit sessions. So, uh, and I'm going to try throughout these months to uh, give you many ways to approach this subject. This is one way of setting up protection. Uh, Before you do anything, recognize the, the power of your breath and to focus on your breathing and, in fact, just relaxing and breathing deeply for a few moments helping yourself just to settle into this moment and recognizing you want to wake up and see things for exactly what they are, seeing reality for exactly what it is and how mutable it is. Then see a glimming uh, white light just so beautiful in the center of the room floating in the air, a beautiful, radiant light hovering in the center of the room. Allow this sphere to just float there for a few moments. Now respectfully, lovingly request this light to set up strong, thick, protective boundaries in this space that you've chosen. Allow it to set up boundaries any way she prefers, only allowing what you and your gatekeeper, spirit guide, allows to enter this space. Now relaxing, watch as this tiny light grows in brilliance and size, growing as it fills the entire space 
see the light become even brighter as it turns silver or gold or both as a barrier surrounding this place becomes firm and strong and beautiful as the sphere grows and your attention rests in the center of this globe the walls of the sphere become thicker while the center of the sphere becomes clearer where everything is seen again. Now you realize this once tiny apple-sized ball has completely engulfed your space, seeing the entire circumference is thick and strong while once again the center is crystal clear. If you have a symbol that makes you feel safe and loved, create it by creating a symbol with your hand, moving your hand through the air and making your symbol. The pinnacle is a very comforting, protective symbol. And the living symbol or the Krillium portal is a beautiful symbol to rest. Now note if you are going to always work with spirits in this particular space and keep the orb up, you can feed it with love and gratitude each time you pass through the room, see or, or feel the glowing protective orb if you are going to utilize this space just once in a while, then see the entire orb dissolve and bless it away. When I started with spirits, it was my gatekeeper, spirit guide, that communicated my first lessons and first contacts, all my uh, so-called past lives, their bodies, that are all long in the ground after the initial lessons were learned, experiences and missions kept each life, um, well, it just comes down to making sure that you are always connected to your higher self to see each of these lives and deity. When the body was to be removed, from the soul. So the next uh, chapter, your life, your next life, may seemingly begin. Now this chapter ending in the physical world, some of us call death. So we decide when each of our chapters begin, which is a life, and each of our chapters end at least our body, when this is why we call it death. A period on the last word in a single book chapter. It's just the chapter. It's not the entire book. And in fact, it's not the book. The body turns to ash, but our soul lives forever. This is how I will introduce spirits to you, you will work with many of your past lives 
as time passes, spirits from other souls will step forward. Your spirit guides, uh, specifically your gatekeeper, are the exception due to most of them have always been with you in this life and some have traveled with you in many other lives. The reason why our focus is your past life experiences is that all these spirit lives are incredibly easier to connect and be available to you because they are you in another chapter of that book I just talked about. Cemeteries in all their forms are peppered with your dead body. You wore for just a time or just a chapter. You are likely to be found in the bottom of the ocean, buried in ashes. All these are just your bodies, long physically vanished. Yet know all your lives are healthy and living well in many places in the Summerland. Now, Summerland was termed by Emanuel Swedenborg uh, being uh, being inspired by Andrew Jackson Davis in his work called The Great Harmonia, and that was published in 1850. so as Krillians, yes, I have heard it referred to as Summerland, but it, it's called uh, you know, afterlife, uh, and yet you think about afterlife, that is kind of a misnomer because there, due to there is life uh, past the veil. And sometimes uh, we refer it uh, as passing the veil, and we refer it as eternity. So with that said, Please allow me to formally introduce you to an eternal, brilliant being who has lived in the light for eons and has influenced the earth and eternity. I would like to introduce you to you. All your lives in the physical world, all your deaths, that returned you to eternity have stellar experiences. All still have a meaningful voice. Most voices desire to be remembered and help the physical world from eternity as we here desire to help spirits in Summerland or Eternity, especially the newly dead. So both sides helping and learning from each other. And as mentioned before, from time to time, other spirits will step forward to be with you. Then, as time passes, you will be visited by many entities from many places if you wish to explore further and many types of entities. And we will get into that in another lesson. So to begin, after you have developed a relationship with your gatekeeper spirit guide, dedicated yourself to psychic 
muscle development, which the Krillian um, degree books, the first, second, and third degree books written by Chancellor Don Lewis, have excellent chakra-building exercise in, in those books. And yet there are other uh, ways to develop your psychic uh, muscles as well. And set up clear boundaries where you will work with entities. Then you are ready to explore spirits and the places they lived or now live. Now, of course, some individuals experience entities unconsciously or uncontrolled. This study is not about that type of spirit work. Though working with spirits uncontrolled has its place, this is not what is, this is not this, uh, that teaching. This teaching is hyper-aware consciousness. So we may add to the knowledge already gleaned from the ages. Suggestion, it is better to go slow and deliberate than fast in this work. As you are preparing to work with spirits, you are able to start working with spirits. I know on the surface that does not make any sense, yet some will experience this happening. As you're beginning to work with your chakras, you find that you are having divination, um, that you, you desire to learn more about divination. And as you're learning about divination, a spirit steps forward and speaks to you. And so even though as you're preparing yourself, the spirits know that you earnestly want to communicate with them. And they, some or a few, will show themselves as you're preparing yourself to work with them. So here is, I want to call format A, uh, general steps to work with spirits. And the reason why I'm calling it format A, as we said before, is that um, there are many formats to approach uh, spirit sessions. So I'm going to just uh, place an, a numeral right next to each step so it's uh, easier to, to follow. So one, so we create or enter sacred space of protection, you know, the lighted orb that fills your space. Then two, we get comfortable yet awake to what is happening around you within your sacred space. But pay attention to your own breath and any senses in this space. Go to your third eye by intent, allowing it to gently open all its senses, and it has all senses, as your full attention is still deliberately on this space. Now, three. Now, gratefully acknowledge Goddess God, forever being with a forever being, you. Call for your gatekeeper to step forward the way you and your gatekeeper had already prearranged in your previous discussions. Now, do you see or hear or smell or feel or sense him or her or it or uh, with you 
Now proclaim, I guess that would be four, now proclaim in your own words that you are entering this session to help and learn that you come in light and divine love, bringing no harm and expect the same in return. So then I guess the next will be five. Now you can either sense, see, hear, or feel a spirit stepping forward, or your gatekeeper will be aware of a spirit stepping forward. In both cases, inquire if the entity is of the light. And if it it is not of the light, and it will indicate in some form that it is or isn't. If it's not of the light, tell it to return when they are, um, when they are, and understands what being of the light means. So you see what I just did there? We didn't completely refuse this entity. We just said that they just need to go and uh, understand and what the light is about and why it's important to them. It's their own journey that they'll enjoy. Then six, once the spirit has been vetted by asking that question or just having a good feel about the spirit, start your communications by asking questions. Uh, Yes, of course, you can just uh, be silent and just allow the spirit to react to, to you. That is one way, uh, but this is this way. If the answers seem to be silly, still record the information because it might make more sense later. And, and yes, it is important to record the sessions if you can in some format. Uh, taking notes is always the way to go, I think. If you have a pencil there or a pen and, and uh, you're, you're ready to go. And since you will be working with your own past lives, begin asking questions regarding their life. And some examples may be, uh, what is your name? Uh, Where did you live? When did you live within this particular life? Did you have children? What did you do when you were in the physical world? Now, this is a huge question, I know. You can break it down into smaller, specific questions. Uh, examples are, what did you do to keep a roof over your head or food on the table? What did you do for a hobby? What did you do as your spiritual missions? What did you do to influence your family? What did you do to influence or change your world Did you do something that helped humanity? So those are just all about what did you do. And we move on to other questions. What was your general mission? And none of these have to be in this order, and you don't have to ask all these questions, but these are just examples of how specific you can uh, get. And there's times that the Spirit will only be with you for just a minute, And so naturally you can't ask all these questions within a minute. 
what was your joy? Because in joy is manifestation. How did you spend most of your time? Because how they spent their time says a lot about their 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 life. What did you believe in? Because in this question, you may learn something more that you didn't know before. Did you learn something within this lifetime that helped humanity? Now, this is where we're zeroing in on the work at hand. What kind of personality do you have within this life, meaning the one that they lived, that particular life? Were you able to commune with your other lives within this life? And if not, which life could you begin doing that? So you see what I'm doing there. Was there any life-altering events? Is there anything you want to share regarding this life you live? Is there anything you want to convey about this physical world that I am recently focused? Is there anything you want to convey about this physical world that I am recently focused regarding animals? Is there anything you want to convey about this physical world that I am recently focused regarding plant life? Is there anything you want to convey about eternity that I am recently focused? Do you want to show me? And if they say yes, let them show you. Your spirit guide will come with you. Can you share knowledge regarding the light? Since there's so many times that spirits almost always bring up the light, which caused me to start studying myself about the light. Um, So can you share knowledge regarding the light in the physical? Let's start there. Can you share knowledge regarding the light in um, eternity? If yes, please share. Then you may want to ask, who is your mother? Who is your father? Who is your goddess? Who is your god? Now, I've noticed when I've asked these last two questions, they get quiet. I uh, have not figured that out yet. I don't think they're not answering. I think that there's just a vibration change there that I still need to work on to hear uh, what they're conveying uh, to me. Uh, What does humanity need to focus on now to evolve? So these are just a sample of the questions I ask. So to just discuss a little bit about the very beginnings of how I started, and even though it ended ended up with me um, learning through uh, First Priestess High Corral, uh, Crystal High Corral, as a world walker. And this, uh, so then that work continued, and then I learned more lessons from, from her and through spirits by the training I received from her. I received more training from the spirits in the spirit world. But my first spirit session was at the age of 12. The 
the spirits flew in. I know this sounds, uh, I don't know. They flew in laughing. I felt like I had just walked through a place filled with happy beings experiencing incredible bliss as I walked through a jungle on an island. Now, once I passed through this sliver of space, because it happened so quickly, I turned around and walked through it again to experience it again, to see if it was there again. Yet this time I tried to move through this place slowly so I could pick up something, anything, and instinctively started shooting questions. As you obviously see, that's apparently my method. Questions that I did not understand at the time, like a flare gun shooting across the bay. Um, the questions began, what is this? Who are, who are all of you? Why am I experiencing this? Uh, what do I do with this information? How long will it take to meet all my ancestors? And why am I asking about my ancestors? And the voices laughed, responding forever. When will this work begin? And a single clear voice laughed again, saying, You already have then can I assume I am already speaking to one of my lives that have died? The voice said, you die in every earth life, yet you live here forever inside one. Okay, since I was Catholic at the time, I immediately walked to the church and shared my experience and said, well, does this mean I am being called to become a nun and devote myself to the service of the church? The sweet priest laughed and said, No, you do not need to be a nun to serve the church, but if you are still interested, come back in a few years and we'll talk. So I enjoyed speaking to the priest. Sorry, I don't remember his name. Then I was compelled to walk along the white beach of Waikiki, feeling even closer to deity than I ever had before, and just had a strong uh, knowing that spiritualism will be found everywhere, in the standard churches, in the metaphysical groups, in the Reiki groups, the animals, and every voice that rides across the trade winds from that day forward, Source lovingly reminded me, we are all ready, we're all ready to work with spirit on both sides. If this is our desire, and it was my desire, so I laughed. After this experience, I felt good after communicating with spirits. I instinctively knew then all of them were always with me as they are always with you. And I was remembering precepts 
through my own past self and loving guides and a loving deity. Everyone is capable of communing with spirits. Everyone is capable of visiting past the veil. Only motive and focus will bring you deeper into these waters or gently push you to its surface. All beings are ready to communicate to all beings inside joy. So this is how we will learn to work by working with all ourselves that so-called died long ago and spirits that enjoy working with us. Until next time, blessed be.
listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. 